Louisiana Forrester stepped off the train in Abilene, Kansas. She brushed dust from her worn, gray cotton dress and rubbed the dirt from her worn boots on the back of her stocking-clad legs. Louisiana looked up and down the dusty street, shielding her eyes from the bright mid-morning sun. She squinted in order to read the signs on the building fronts. She figured someone in the small town must know Hattie Forrester, if that was still her name. She walked into a building labeled M&L Dry Goods Store. Once her eyes had adjusted to the dimness after coming in from the bright sunlight, she approached the middle-aged man behind the wooden counter. I'm looking for Hattie Forrester, she said. So is everyone in these parts, he said, as he straightened a display on the counter before him. Excuse me? Louisiana asked. She fled, some time ago, once her gambling debts had finally caught up with her. He raised his eyebrows. Are you a friend of hers? If so, I wouldn't go around advertising it, because she has plenty of enemies here in Abilene. Louisiana, who went by the name of Anna, thought fast, something she'd gotten used to, being on her own since she turned thirteen. Her mother had been a window waver on the docks of New Orleans. She and Anna had lived from day to day in a two-room flat over a warehouse. Sometimes her mother wouldn't come home for days. Anna would have to always think, and think fast to survive. Telling the truth was not one of her survival tools. Actually, she owes me money too, Louisiana finally said to the man. So if she isn't in Abilene, I might as well move on. Louisiana threw her small bundle, containing her earthly possessions over her shoulder, and went out into the street. Now what, she thought. Anna never had a father, at least not one her mother could identify. Her mother had died a few months ago, and she had no family left except for her mother's sister Hattie. Anna had sold all her mother's belongings and bought a train ticket with the hope of finding Hattie, her only other family member. Anna had dreams while on the train that Hattie had perhaps married the man she had run off with, and had a house full of children, and would only be too happy to welcome Anna into her home. Well, that dream just went up in smoke. She scuffed along the wooden walkway, with her mind churning out a plan. She had little money left. She'd been so sure she'd have a home with her aunt. This town didn't bustle like New Orleans. It seemed dead in comparison. The walkways and streets seemed nearly deserted. Anna's stomach growled. She couldn't remember when it was she'd eaten last. She wandered down the other side of the street, looking for something or someone that would give her an idea of what to do next. Anna came upon a deserted building with boarded windows and doors. She sat on the lopsided steps to think. She looked up at the slightly tilted building with its gray paint peeling from its wooden facade and wondered if there was a way she might be able to get inside. At least that way she'd have some shelter until she was able to think of a plan. She walked around the building, testing the boards on the windows, fumbling with the planks until she finally found a loose board. She yanked on it and almost got it down, but it remained hanging by a single huge nail and refused to budge. She kept pulling despite the wooden splinters scraping her hands. What are you doing? Anna spun around at the sound of the woman's angry voice. Well, the woman asked with a frown, who are you and what are you doing? Anna thought her to be a middle-aged woman, wearing about as much makeup as her mother had. She would have reminded Anna of her mother, except that this woman was more heavily set, and so tall she practically towered over Anna. Dressed all in purple with a matching feathered hat, 
the woman stood with her hands on her hips, scowling at Anna. Anna stood there, tongue-tied. What could she possibly say? She was caught trying to break into a building. All she could do was to simply stare at the woman and shrug, since there wasn't a whole lot she could say as she'd been caught red-handed. She was embarrassed, but not afraid. She'd grown up on the streets and had developed a pretty tough skin over the years.